Okay, we are finally live. I think that it's recording. I'm pretty confident that it is. But hello, everybody. Welcome to the Teacher's Lounge, episode two. I'm your host, Prince Jackson. And today I have uh, a very special guest. He's a friend of mine. Uh, His name is Max Schmidt. How are you doing, Max? Hello, Prince. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Max Schmidt. Uh, I'm Prince's friend. We're both at uh, Western Carolina University. Um, You know, grew up in Asheville. I'm a percussionist, Woo-hoo. so all my percussionists, what's up, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I, I love teaching music, and uh, this is the first episode, I believe, isn't that right? Well, this is the second episode. The second episode. Yeah, I've recorded one episode before, I just, you know, I'm, I've been working in silence, you know, that's how you gotta move. But, so Max, so I just want to say first, Max is, we met in the percussion studio at Western Carolina, for those of you who didn't know, I'm actually a music major. Um music education major and max he was always like a really quiet guy and i was like this guy seems really cool i feel like he has so much to offer to the world but he never spoke like he would speak maybe like once every class period and i was like okay i I need to i need to talk to this guy so i'm really glad you're here max thank you yep uh i definitely uh an introvert yeah uh pretty, pretty pretty quiet but you know I'm I'm learning to step out of my shell as I'm becoming a teacher, you know. That's well, good. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we're here talking today. So, first, okay, so you're an education major. What made you want to get into teaching? All right, so, uh, you know, I've got to go back to high school band, uh, especially. Um, my my band director, I had um, two, two previous band directors, um, Mr. and Mrs. Tally. Um, Shout out to the Tallies. They were, they were awesome educators. Uh, they they just put so much love, uh, time, and effort into uh, the program, uh, and and it showed. They were you know truly great examples of uh, what what being a music educator is all about, uh, and so they are my my main inspiration uh, for getting into into teaching. Uh, and I'd say the other thing is, um, is that I enjoy uh, helping others and seeing, uh, you know, my work uh, and efforts, um, you know, put into uh, a project, a person, uh, an area, whatever it may be, uh, but just seeing the rewards of that. Uh, is, is very gratifying. So I'd say like those are my my two biggest reasons to uh, to become an educator. Okay, and uh, like you said, it was very gratifying. And it's one of like it's one of those things. Is like like I feel like people our age, like we're both. I'm 23. You're yeah, 23 as well. Okay, I feel like that instant gratification is something that we look for, but it's so hard to find in music. But I feel like it's so rewarding because you work on a piece of music for like two three months sometimes longer and then you finally get to the concert and you're like yes i got this done and it's so great so yeah i think that's like a very special thing for sure yeah uh i I think you know in in private lessons especially uh instant gratification uh you know your teacher's always working hands-on with you and they may not give you that that instant gratification but yeah i think i i definitely agree that it can come during the concert um, but I also think that, you know, musicians, they, they practice. So whenever you, like, get a passage down, 
uh, whenever you finally memorize that piece, that can be another form of gratification. Um, just, just not so instant. But yeah, uh, help, helping students um, is, is definitely rewarding for me. Yeah. Okay. So I know that you're placed at a high school. Like we're both, I'm actually at Asheville High, the high school you graduated from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, so is that like where you want to end up, you think, working with a high school band program? Right now, um, I think that I would do very well uh, teaching private lessons. Uh, you know, as, as Prince mentioned, uh, I'm a pretty quiet person, uh, and I, I tend to do well with uh, smaller groups, smaller groups of people, and one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so I think uh, private lessons, you know, giving feedback, listening to, uh, you know, one person, um, developing that personal relationship, uh, could be something that uh, I think that I would excel at. Uh, alternatively, I have loved being at my uh, placement at T.C. Robertson High School uh, over in South Asheville. Um, it has been an absolute blast. Uh, I, I've loved uh, conducting the band, rehearsing the band, working with the band, uh, in, in wind band especially, uh, during the day. Uh, and I think that you know, conducting and rehearsing uh, could definitely be something that I would gravitate towards. Um, and thirdly, I mean, you know, we had a, an alum recently who his his whole gig is teching percussion. Uh, I believe that's Levi Miranda at Science Hill High School. Um, and, you know, there's, there's so many other alum who their job is solely to uh, be the percussion teacher at this high school. Uh, and of course, that would be the, the absolute dream job um, to now work, work and uh, teach in your, your specialized area or your field, which you, uh, you know, have grown to love. Ah, okay. So um, let's talk about, you know, teaching a little bit and being in the classroom. Is there anything that has really you know caught you off guard about being in the classroom you know because me for me it's really finding ways to discipline kids but I, I feel like the way to do that isn't you know kicking them out of a classroom you know then how are they ever going to learn anything so I mean for me it was just a culture shock being in front of a class and then having a student that was a bit disruptive you know I was kind of thrown for a loop there so how would you, what is your what's something that threw you for a loop in the class well, uh, being a percussionist, um, you know, th the nature of our instrument is that whenever we hit the snare drum head or, you know, strike the bar, sound is made. That's instant gratification, right? We, we get instant feedback. Um, it, everything happens instantaneously. It's not like that with 30 wind players and 20 brass players. Uh, and, and percussionists, especially high schoolers and middle schoolers, uh, they don't do the things that you want them and tell them to do immediately. Uh, so that was definitely uh, adjustment uh, to be made. Just uh, being patient with them, modifying directions, lessons, uh, and especially finding ways to make my lessons uh, accessible, fun, and relatable for the students so that uh, they could be engaged. Ah, so you mentioned before you were a percussionist. 
Um, how difficult is it you for you being a percussionist and standing in front of a bunch of wind players? Yeah, so that that's that's pretty difficult, I must admit. Uh, you know, it, in our in our college, we we take about I want to say three to four methods classes. I think it's uh, it's strings, strings, winds, woodwinds, and brass. And brass, so three. So yeah. three. Uh, I mean, you could take more. I know there's guitar methods and um, others, but it's only one semester, and I believe we only met on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, uh, I mean, getting that experience was very necessary, of course, because as a, as a band director or as a teacher, your your license is for all things music, kindergarten through 12th grade. So you could be teaching choir, could be teaching strings, uh, oh. etc. So being in front of, uh, yeah, winds and brass, I now have to, you know, change my mindset of, all right, I hit the bar and sound comes out. Um, no, I, I can't really think about that with the wind player. I got to think about embouchure. I got to think about posture uh gotta think about breath control uh and I, w I was really just mainly harping on breathing for the first you know uh month that i was in my internship because that's that's all i knew so uh yeah be being in front of winds was definitely nerve-wracking um i think just developing yourself as a uh as a player and performer on those secondary instruments is very important prince how have you done that in your internship <laughs> oh that's funny so i i totally get what you're saying about the whole like instant gratification with percussion because yeah. like most people they don't like we've been through the whole studio like we know what it's like right you know we like there's technique to it there's you got to make sure you're um like when you're playing four mallets you got to make sure that your four mallet allows you to be able to play like a bunch of different things like mm -hmm. doing a one-handed roll on the left while you're trying to play this beautiful melodic pattern on the right like, there's a lot that goes into it and so that i don't know I, switching your mind from just hitting a bar though to breathing the way i've like handled it is because i go to a middle school during the day yeah so i just played the instruments with the kids and that kind of made me feel more comfortable being in front of the high school students because having to like play trumpet with the sixth graders <laughs> oh my god i was so bad like some of those sixth grade kids were like uh mr jackson are you uh what's your <laughs> instrument i was like i play percussion and they were like well don't you learn them all i'm like sorry <laughs> but they um they uh, just playing with the kids though has helped me a lot and so like having to learn some of the fingerings and having to learn about embouchure and having to learn about posture and breath control because we don't breathe playing percussion. Like yeah. half the time we're holding our breaths because yep. we're so nervous. But like that's kind of playing with the kids and understanding the instruments a little bit more has helped me be a better, like be help me um, be more confident in front of a wind ensemble. Yeah, I, I think experience is definitely key, you know. Um, mm. So yeah, play, playing secondary instruments during, you know, internship can should be important, you know. <laughs> so are you gonna start gigging on the saxophone now? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta get one though. Probably ask my CE. I I meant to ask him today, but <laughs> uh, it's okay. So, all right. So are you? Do you plan to just go right into teaching? Because we're both in our internship. We graduated from college December 18th, 2021. Woo -woo. So yeah. anyway, so you want to go like straight into teaching? 
Yep, that is that is the plan. Um, uh, yep, find a job, go right into teaching. Uh, you know, I was thinking during our semi- seminar class, um, you know, I might even be comfortable teaching strings. You know, oh. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Uh, a- anything, anything music related. You know, that that's what we've been trained for. Even though we only play one instrument during college for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. our primary instrument. Um, but yep, that that is my plan. Go go straight into teaching. Uh, try and do private lessons, sub, um, develop my skills, get my name out there. Okay. Do you is so is grad school potentially in your future? And if so, what for? Uh, I've been off and on about grad school. Uh, just just because of my my current life situation, like. Me and my fiance had planned to marry uh, next year in July, um, but she actually is a first-year teacher, first-year English teacher, so she's teaching freshmen and juniors at the high school level, um, and I'm currently graduating. I'm going to be looking for jobs, uh, and so right now, uh, I think my, my main focus is to uh, find a job around the area. Okay. Uh, and get like a solid base before I continue into grad school. Now, if I continued into grad school, uh, I think percussion performance would be uh, uh, a very viable option. I think uh, I definitely love that. Um, but I- I've yet to see um, what's on the music education side of things. I think you know conducting a college level wind band. Uh, doing doing some marching band stuff, I think that'd be very lucrative. So we'll see. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about like being in the school system and working with your colleagues. So the last, the very first episode I had, I talked to a teacher. He'd been teaching for, if I'm not mistaken, it's about twelve or thirteen years, and he was just kind of giving me his perspective on like what it's like actually being on the teacher side. For you, what is it like working with everyone? Like, for so long, we've been like a student. Like, we've been in the classroom. We've been, like, talking to, you know, our friends about, I don't know, God knows what. But we weren't, you know, we, we kind of view teachers as, like, people, all they do is teach. You know, like, we, like we, if we saw Mr. Smith in the grocery store, we would have been like, what is he doing here? He doesn't live <laughs> at the school. So, like, what is it like, though, working with your colleagues? Oh, I mean, that goes, that just positivity, you know, it's a, it's a great time. I mean, Mr. Kirkpatrick's a a great, uh, a great band director uh, and I've got a lot of respect for him. Um, I mean, it's just a blast, you know, we just collaborate, communicate, um, you know, bounce ideas off each other. He's constantly teaching me. And I'm constantly learning. Um, now, as far as you know, other teachers in the school, um, I, I plan to definitely observe the the choir teacher. She's just right next door, um, and then the strings teacher. That that happens during fourth period, when I'm uh, able to observe. So I I I do observe some strings more. Um, yeah, in, in terms of working and getting to know uh, other teachers. Yeah. That, that's how it's gone for me. Yeah. Okay. So are you like, have you done any like duties at all? 
Like, I've gotten stuck on uh, lunch duty a few times, <laughs> and it's not the greatest thing. <laughs> uh, I have not. I mean, we we only have um, hall duty in the morning, which is just from 7.45, really 7.30 is when the students get there, until uh, when the bell rings, 8.15. We're just out in the halls saying good morning, <laughs> making sure they're getting to class. <laughs> no, nothing really too big, honestly, in terms of duties. I mean, Mr. Kirkpatrick's been there, mm, I don't know, maybe close to 10 years now. Um, but So he, like, wiggles his way out of duties. That's what I'm hearing. Possibly. <laughs> maybe he's probably just not assigned to it. Or it's that the the music and choral and theater are all in one corner of the school, just away from the English hall and math hall and science hall and all of those places. Yeah, like, it is very, I will say, like, the music at Asheville High, you are kind of, like, in your own little world <laughs> in the music department. You are. you got your own building, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. And it's so, like, so if you get on a duty, it's usually, like, uh, like lunch duty or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's not... I feel like a lot of like arts teachers find a way out of the duties mm-hmm. though. They're like, "Oh, we gotta get ready for this performance over <laughs> here or something." No, yeah. I think I've definitely uh, sort of lucked out with that as well, not having many duties. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, now let's talk about like student observing students. Like, has there been like any? Uh, what have you learned, you know, been on the other side? Because, again, we've been students for so long. And for those of you who don't know, like me and Max, I said earlier, we're about to graduate. So we're actually going to be doing the real thing. And so being on the other side, like what is it like observing students from the other side of things? Like what have you learned about yourself as a teacher and just student behavior? They will say the darndest things. They'll just come up to you with a question or something they did over the weekend or some weird meme they'll show you. Or What's the craziest thing if kids told you? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I had some kid in concert bands as they were entering class. He was like, you, you want to see uh, what happened when a deer hit my truck last night? And I was like, what? Are you okay? What, what happened? I had another student come in, and uh, she's a percussionist, and she walks in with her arm in a cast and a sling. I'm like, what did you do? Oh, God, she needs those. Oh, man. But observing students, um, they, they, can be, they can be good musicians, um, especially, you know, those at the, the higher level, those who want to do well. Um, and they, they definitely know, you know, band class is, uh, you know, a time to focus and learn. Um, of course, you know, we've got these students that are not always on task. Uh, and I, I do get that students, you know, they, they got a lot of stuff going on. You know, mm-hmm. there's this whole other part of them that we don't see uh, outside of school. Um, you know, we, we could could not know what happened in their first period, second period, third period, whatever that whatever happened before or after, you know, band class. Um, but we've still got to, you know, teach them how to make music. So I think trying to, and especially as a student myself, uh, you know, I, I was, I was, I, I think I was pretty good as a student. I, I, I always 
think I paid attention and did well in class. Um, I think so. Just being in classes with you, I'm like, he definitely did grading. <laughs> um, let's see. But So... Yeah, observing students, uh, it's it's been it's been a lot. There there are so many different types of students, and I've learned, especially um, as a student teacher, you know they're they're your number one priority. They're they're the reason you are there. Uh, building personal relationships, keeping track of names, pronouns, uh, you know their lives, uh, relationships. Uh, everything you're you're a part of it because they're in your classroom so it, it's been it's been good yeah, it's so funny that you like mention like the relationship things because being <laughs> in the band room is such a funny thing like you're in a band class and like there's i'm not sure how many you have but at Asheville high there's a hundred and eighty or not eighty Woo, that's a bit that's 124 <laughs> kids and so we see a lot happening in like relationships and we'll be like yeah. sometimes people will walk up and be like, Is something going on there? And they're like, No, yes. <laughs> Just Oh, and that that's the whole culture of a band room. I think, you know, teachers make it such a safe space, you know. And now now kids try and go in uh, instrument closets and all <laughs> you know. T- uh high school high school kids, you know, you know how it is. Oh uh, yeah. There's this whole other side to, you know, devious licks and going off and. Oh yeah, and I just want to say to if there's any student, I'm sure there's some students listening to this. I'm just yeah. saying, we all know what's going on in the we, band room. We know. <laughs> we know. So don't think you're hiding from us. We're all aware. We nope. know. So yeah. let's talk about something else real quick. Kind of switching gears, like. According to edweek.org, you know, because I'm scholarly and I cite my sources, um, but they, approximately 8% of teachers, they leave the profession every year. And like another, like in 2021, there was a uh, study that was conducted and it said 54% of teachers said that they are somewhat or very likely to leave their jobs within the next two years. And, uh, And seven out of 10 teachers said that if salary, if like their salary were to increase, that would more than likely keep them. Like, what do you think about that? So going off that, that first statistic, it was 8% of teachers uh, said they would what? 8% of teachers, they actually leave the profession every year. Okay, they leave every year. And this is from edweek.org. So okay. if anyone's listening and they're like, I don't believe that, go to edweek.org. It's been, uh, they've been doing posting things well i'm sure i don't think they had computers back then but since 1981 they've been you know doing like research and posting like uh magazines whatever so but they're pretty reliable if you ask me okay (laughs) uh i mean so we've heard you know in our education classes that the first three to five years is you know some of the most likely when when you're the most likely Mm -hmm. to uh uh, change professions uh, and I have seen it happen we had uh, an assistant director at Asheville High School he was there about my 
junior, senior year. Uh, I think he stayed for four years and then left. I mean, circumstances, I don't, I don't know what happened, but uh, could, could have been a number of things. Uh, but I think beginning teachers, they, they have it, they, they've got it tough. We've got it, we've got it tough. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, it's pretty rough. And you're, you're always, you know, your biggest critic, especially when you're teaching, especially when you've got a class to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're left to, to your own devices. Um, but there, there's so many factors, you know, student behavior, um, test scores, um, colleagues, district support, so, so much, so many things that uh, could affect, you know, whether teachers leave or not. But I, I do, I do think that teachers would be more likely to leave uh, as a new teacher, as a beginning teacher. So, how about the teacher salary? Does that kind of scare you a little bit? Because I personally don't want to jump like right into teaching because I want to go get my master's in performance and make. Because I really want to end up doing private lessons, but that salary is kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. Salary in North Carolina, we're like one of the, the last in teacher pay. Uh, it, it's tough. I think, um, and I don't even think that we can go get our national boards until we've been teaching like five or ten years, I believe. So ridiculous. And that's only like a minute salary increase. Um, Salary, as a teacher, so many people say that teachers are, you know, underappreciated and that we we need to be, you know, paid the most or something, Um, you know. Well, I, I definitely do agree that teachers are, you know, you know, if not next to their parents, one of the most important uh, people that these kids will have in their lives, you know, growing up. Um, and I think, you know, there's there's something to be said about uh, how our society is, you know, evolving. If a data scientist can make, uh, you know, twice as much as I do... Uh, <laughs> I mean, people are just, uh, you know, going into technology now like crazy. I mean. Yeah, and, you know, I I think I've had a, my girlfriend, her, she comes from a family of teachers. Like, her mom was a teacher, her cousin's a teacher. and But they, you know, they did it because they really, really love it. And I feel like everyone says, if you're going to be a teacher, you got to love it because, you know that salary. My my clinical educator, shout out to Rodney Workman. <laughs> he um he told me that he got his first check and it was like fifteen hundred bucks and like that's all you get for the month. Mm-hmm. Come on now, yeah. that's rough. Yeah, Prince, you make a very good point. You you got to do it if you want to love it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that eight percent may not have loved it. So, uh, yeah, you know, I don't I, know. I I love teaching. I think what keeps me in it is like you know, the kids really. Mm-hmm. I. I I feel like I've made like such a great relationship with the kids at Asheville High, and I really, really enjoy it. And when I leave on December tenth, I might shed a couple tears. Oh, I definitely <laughs> will. Those seniors are going to be heartbroken. I, <laughs> Mr. Schmidt, Mr. Oh, Schmidt. The, the front ensemble keeps. They, they want me to come back. <laughs> oh yeah, L- like we were at our band contest this past Saturday, and they were like, "Mr. Jackson, so are you going to be here in the fall, in the spring?" And I was like, "No, I actually graduate and then I leave." They're like, "No." <laughs> oh, but so all right what one, do you think about that what like uh about 
teacher, retention rate, salaries, all of that? I feel like, personally, uh, I feel like teachers just aren't, like, not only is the retention rate pretty sad and, like, the salary is really sad, I feel like something else is that, is that, like, teachers aren't perceived as, like, professionals sometimes. Like, when it comes to, like, just people, they'll be like, oh, you're a teacher. Like, cool. Like, they don't view that as, like, a big deal. But if you think about all the things that, like, a teacher does, it's huge. And the effect they have on your kids, that's really huge, you know. And so I feel like there's a number of things that cause teachers to leave. Not only like the salary but i feel like the salary is the biggest thing you know i mean i think that is one thing though like if they want to keep teachers like they said and i feel like it's getting a little bit better but i feel like just the teacher salary but i feel like that's another i don't know that's a topic for another day i feel like we could go down (laughs) a rabbit hole with that one yeah probably i mean yeah I, i guess there is something to be said about the whole professional aspect of being a teacher i mean I'm just thinking of, of about the whole business side of the the United States workforce and suit and tie, going eight to five, you know, New York businessman type professional versus a teacher. Yeah. You know, and people say that we're not professionals. It, it blows my mind too. Interesting. Like, and you know, somebody like one of the most underrated people in the school system. The janitors. The janitors. Oh, my so gosh. Underrated. If you're a janitor, I want to give you the biggest shout-out in the world wow. because janitors, they do so much. They do so much for your school system. And, like, cleaning up is just a small part of it. <laughs> they are there until, like, 5 o'clock at least. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also a lot of janitors, they are also bus drivers. And bus drivers are some of the coolest people <laughs> you'll ever meet. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I I definitely need to get, like, a bunch of janitors on this podcast because they have some of the greatest stories. <laughs> <laughs> janitor's Lounge. Oh, yeah. I mean, janitors <laughs> are welcome in the teacher's lounge, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, one last thing before we, like, conclude this. Honestly, I'm having a really great time, and I'm like, gosh, I really don't <laughs> want to stay in. But, like, what's – do you have any crazy kid stories? Oh, crazy kid stories? Oh, yeah. Or the wildest thing that's happening in your classroom? Mm. I can give you an example. Um, you know, it, it can be good or bad, preferably okay. good. We want to laugh. We don't want to cry at the end of this. <laughs> I mean, not, nothing, nothing too much is crazy. I mean, there's a, there's a, oh, we actually, okay. So our band room leads right outside. Like, uh, I guess many band rooms do. <laughs> we got a door outside. Um, because of COVID, you know, we got to keep the air circulating. So we left the door open. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's always this one window, which, uh, a bird tries to fly into, like at least <laughs> without fail once a week. Uh, so lo and behold, my CE's teaching, uh, and I was actually <laughs> in the bathroom when this happened, but a bird just flew right in the room. Uh, <laughs> and everyone freaks out. Class completely stops. Everyone's distracted. Luckily, uh, I guess someone managed to 
capture it in the percussion closet. And, That's hilarious. Uh, one, of the, one of the sophomores took it out back outside. But I was, <laughs> I was, I came back and I saw the door closed and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, no, like gosh. stuff like that. I don't know. I think that's what makes the band room so special though. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, that can happen in any classroom I know, but like, I don't know. I just feel like a trombone player was probably just like sliding and trying to like swat the bird down or something <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, I, one, one crazy story that happened, um, with me in the classroom is I was up front and I was conducting the classroom and uh, I, it gets hot in the band class and oh, it's I, so hot. I just sweat. Yeah. I'm a sweaty guy. So I was standing up front and I was conducting and everything and then the kids, um, one of the kids raised his hand. He was like, uh, um, Mr. Jackson, are you okay? Because uh, you're, you're, I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Like, what's going on? And he was like, well, you're just really sweaty and it's not that hot in here. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, yes, play a concert F. Just, <laughs> I don't know. But kids, I mean, that's what, it's, yeah. a, it's a really great time. But Yeah, it, it, it does get so hot in the band room, especially with uh, all those bodies, all that, all that air moving. Yep, I sweat too. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, again, thanks for coming. Really appreciate hey, it. Prince, thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to hearing the rest of these episodes. Uh, anyone else you have on? Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And also, if you're listening, you can go give my Instagram a follow because it is created now. So definitely give uh, the Teachers Lounge a follow on Instagram. And uh, thank you for tuning in, Schmitty. A pleasure. Thank you and for having me again. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>